Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. So today we're going to be talking about Cain and Abel. You're going to love this, okay? So we're looking at Genesis chapter 4, and it says this, uh, verse, where am I? Verse 2, okay? Um, well, two and a half. It says, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he took and, and sorry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. I love this. So I want to look at the offering that both of these sons presented to God. It says that Abel presented the best of what he was doing, right? So, so Cain was a tiller of the ground. Abel, he was a shepherd of the flocks. And so Abel gave the best of what he had. He gave the, the, the fattiest portion. He gave the firstborn, right? He gave the best of what he had, uh, produced during the harvest. Okay. And Cain gave some of his, uh, produce that he had, um, that, that he had harvested, right? And so they both gave to God, but one gave their best. One gave their best. And so I wanna look at this and just ask us, are we giving to God a Cain offering? Or are we giving him an Abel offering? I'm talking about if our lives were um, an offering to God. Look at your entire life. If that was an offering to God, are you giving him the best or are you giving him some of you? Are you giving him the best of you? Are you giving him your time? Are you giving him, uh, are you spending quality time with him? Are you worshiping? Are you uh, growing in the things of God? Are you developing a relationship? Or are you giving him some of you? You're giving him uh, just a little bit of you because you got to watch Netflix. You're giving him a little bit of obedience because you kind of like the sin that you're entangled in just a little bit, okay? So if your life was an offering, what does that look like? Now, I know that we aren't perfect. I know that. We are not perfect. I am not out here always giving God an able offering, giving him the best of me 24-7. I fall short daily and so do you, right? But it's all about our heart, where it's positioned, and, and, and our desire and tenacity to try our best to do what God is asking us to do, right? God could be telling you, hey, I really need for you to start spending time with me every morning. And we feel that conviction. We feel that tug. But we just kind of say, no, I'm just going to sleep in a little bit longer. No, grace will probably cover it. God will forgive me. That's not giving him our best. So how are we desiring for our lives to move forward and get better and for us to get healthier and for strongholds to break off if we aren't giving him our best or trying to give him our best, right? And so we really have to take a look in the mirror when it comes down to this in our life. Um, And this is what verse seven says, I love it. If you do what is right, won't you be accepted? Now God accepts you. 
He accepts you. And I say this over and over again. He loves you no matter if you're doing good or if you are doing wrong. He loves you. He created you. He puts you here on this earth. This, uh, you were born the year that you were born, uh, for a purpose. You were born to the parents that you were born, uh, in, into for a purpose, right? God put you here in this time and space for a reason. And so he, he desires for us to seek him out, search him out so we can discover our purpose here on earth so that we can become the men and women that he's called us to be. So we can go out and affect this world for Jesus instead of the world, instead of letting the world affect us and change us for the worse. Okay. And so it says again, verse seven, if you do what is right, won't you be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, Sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. It does not say that sin will go away. It does not say that you will never struggle. It doesn't say that. There are things that we overcome and then we no longer struggle with, and that's amazing. But there's other things to where we really have to rule over that rule over our flesh, subdue our flesh. Sorry, I'm tongue-tied today. We have to subdue our flesh and submit ourselves unto the obedience of Christ Jesus, right? And so it says that sin is crouching at the door if we do not do what is right. It's waiting for that door to be cracked open just a little bit. If you give God just a little room to move, um, sorry, if you give the enemy just a little bit of room to move, just a little bit of room to get in there, he will bust that door wide open and he will wreak havoc in your life. So let's look specific at, at some specifics, okay? Let's talk about lust. I see this as such a big one, okay? Lust. If we give the enemy a little bit of room. What does that look like in our life? Maybe just a little bit of porn. Well, we'll just watch a little bit of porn. Maybe it's not as drastic as that. Maybe it's subtle. Maybe it's God saying, I want you to spend time in worship with to me in the morning. Just give me a little bit of time. But we say, ah, no, I got stuff to do. And if we were obedient to that, we would be subduing our flesh unto the obedience of Christ. And we would basically, I, I think of sometimes our devotion to God, our spending time with him. It's like we are um, charging up our battery so that when the enemy comes, we have enough fuel in our tank to say, no, uh-uh, not today, Satan, right? To where we rule over sin, rule over our flesh instead of our flesh and sin ruling over us. So that devotion time in the morning that we keep ignoring, God's like, I'm trying to help you to to understand and to learn that greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. I'm trying to get you to understand and learn that you have the power of, 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 of life and death at your tongue, right? You speak those things out. Angels uh, are commanded to go and do what you have said, right? As long as it's under uh, my authority, within my authority, with, within the parameters of, of, of the parameters that basically I've set for you in the Bible, right? I've given you the power to go do. I've given you the power to rule. I've given you the power to be. But if you don't know how to use those things, if you don't do what I'm asking you to do so you can learn how to use these tools, 
what's going to happen? Sin's going to rule over you. And a lot of us are living in this vicious cycle of sin over and over again, feeling stuck over and over again, feeling trapped over and over again. And God is continuously saying over and over again, I want you to spend time with me over and over again. I want you to wake up and read the Bible over and over and over again. I want you to spend uh, time in worship with me. I I want you to join that small group. I kept telling you, I want you to join uh, the community of believers in different activities and develop Christ-centered friends. I'm telling you to let go of these relationships that are holding you down, that have you bound, but we do not listen to God. And so when we don't listen to him, sin is not only crouching at the door, but it's already in our lives and it's not going anywhere because we give it permission. We give it permission. Sin's desire is for us, but we must rule over it. We must rule over it. Are you ruling over the sin that is in your life. I know it's hard. Man, there's there's stuff uh, that has been in my life. Um, some stuff that I've overcome, some stuff that I'm still struggling with. And I can honestly say it is my lack of doing, of, of, of not doing what God is asking me to do. That's the reason why some stuff is still there, right? Laziness can be such a big issue in our life, right? We're just like, well, everything's going good. Nothing's going like absolutely crazy. Um, I'm not involved in some crazy kind of sin or anything like that. I just, you know, don't spend enough time with, with, with God like I should. And God's like, okay, I know things are going good. That's awesome. But I have so much more in store for you. I have so much laid out and prepared for you if you'd only be obedient to just spending time with me. No more excuses. No more excuses for holding on to lust. We say that we want to let it go, but we can see in our lives that there's part of us that does not want to let it go. There's part of us that holds on to it because it's familiar, right? We People who struggle with homosexuality hold on to lust because even though we aren't doing it out here, if we could do it in our mind, right? If we could do it in our heart, it fulfills some type of, uh, of, of need and gratification that we aren't getting by following God because we don't want to wait in his timing uh, for, for, for change to come. So we gratify the desires of our flesh, even if it's low key to where no one realizes it, to where no one knows about it. It's only us and God. And we think we aren't hurting anybody, but you know what? We are hurting someone. We're hurting ourselves. We're hurting our future. We're hurting the destiny that God has for us by not being obedient. So are you giving him your best? As Christians, we can't be complacent. We can't be complacent with this okey-doke, mediocre, lukewarm Christianity. God says, be hot or be cold, but don't be lukewarm. I'll spit that out. God forbid we get to the pearly gates when we die. And God's like, well, you were real lukewarm. No entry. We like to imagine God as someone who is fashioned to how we create him to be in our minds of what good is, but he sets the standard for good, not us, not us. 
That will not ride. It will not slide when we get to heaven. Be hot or be cold. But what lukewarm does is it confuses other Christians. It, it, it tears down the fabric of the church. Because you have one foot in, one foot out. And the people, what does this look like? It looks like Christians who don't really know that God can deliver someone from homosexuality because there's people that say, well, it's okay to be homosexual and, and like it's permissible with God, right? There's some people that say, well, you could still be homosexual, but you have to be celibate, right? And this is confusing to people. You can believe all these different things. You don't even know what to believe because Christians are on so many different sides of the spectrum. Sin is sin. God's God's desire for our life is to follow his lead, is to abide our lives by the Bible that he's given us. And we can't go outside of that. I mean, you can, most definitely, but that's not following God. You could follow your flesh. You could follow some other religion. That's totally fine. That's up to you. But if you claim to be Christian and you're following Jesus Christ, we have one Bible. We need to be on the same page. And we can't let our negative experiences shape our view of Christ and our view of Christianity. It skews it. So I kind of went off topic a little bit. I'm going to leave it at that. Your life, what do you need to change, my friend? What are those areas in your life where God is like, I need for you to be obedient in what? I want you to fill in that gap, literally right now. Fill it in. What are the areas that you have been ignoring God in? Those things that he's been wanting you to do and you've just been kind of just, you know, sidelining God on the topic, right? So we really need to just... Do better. God, I don't know. We just need to do better. That's what we need to do. We need to do better. Um, Thank you for tuning in, guys. I love you. Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. See you next time.